Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. All right, James chapter 5, verse 7 through 12, we're going to look at today. And uh, we've been on this journey uh, through the summer on this unshakable faith that when life gets hard and when life hits hard and whenever chaos ensues in our world, we find that only in Christ can we find stability, can we find hope, can we find faith. And that's what James is talking about. Remember, the book of James in the New Testament is the most practical Christian faith book that there is. It is the bare bones uh, foundation setting book that there is for Christianity. It was written to Jewish Christians in the, in the early days, Jewish Christians who just converted from Judaism. Now they're Christians and they're trying to figure out what is this Christianity all is about? How do I walk out my faith now that I have converted from Judaism to being a Christian? Uh, James, the half-brother of Jesus, uh, the one who saw Jesus grow and watched his miracles and saw what he did in life, the one who now lives his life for him, he has three themes he constantly says throughout the book. He says, listen, uh, you're going to have, be a consistent in your life. Live a consistent Christian life. Who you are in private is who you are in public. Make sure that no one can accuse you of being a hypocrite. So live a Christian, consistent life. That's the first thing. Second thing is that he said is don't fear when the world stands against you because they stood against Jesus. They killed him because of his faith and what he believed. So don't fear what the world will say. Stand up for what is right. And the last thing is, persevere no matter what. Persevere in your faith and stand strong no matter what comes up against you. So we've learned about uh, what does a mature person look like, how to persevere from your problems, how to make up your mind, how to treat people right. I mean, I can go down. There's so many different lessons that we've learned, how to manage your mouth how to relate wisely to you, how to manage your money wisely. Um, these are all the things that we've learned. And today is how to develop patience. Mm -hmm. This is one of these messages that are just going to be a, a moment in time. You're just going to have to take it in. You're going to have to soak it in. You have to take the notes. You have to go home and reread the notes. You're going to have to reread the notes every single day because developing patience is a challenge. It's always a challenge. Why? Because what do we do in life? We're always waiting for something. Think about it. When we're young, we can't wait to get old. When we're old, we can't slow the clock enough, right? Whenever you're young, you can't wait to go to school. And then you can't wait to get out of school. You can't wait to get your first job and make money. And then you can't wait till you get to retire and still get money, right? We wait. We, we can't wait till we fall in love for the very first time. We can't wait till we get married. We can't wait till we have kids. And then we can't wait for them to grow up and get out of the house. Life is full of waiting, always waiting on something, always waiting on someone, always waiting. It's interesting that 
Waiting is a game that teaches us many different things. We wait on the interstate, on the freeway. We're waiting in traffic. We wait at doctor's office. We wait when we have to deal with irritating people. We just are constantly waiting. I think it's interesting. We go to a restaurant. We sit down at a nice restaurant to get a meal. An individual comes up, a waiter or a waitress, and what do they do? Well, first off, we wait to get a seat. Then when we're seated, we wait for our drinks, and then we wait to order, and then we wait for our food. And then we eat our food, and we wait for the ticket to come. And isn't it funny, we call them waiters and waitresses when we're the ones waiting. It makes sense. We should be the waiters and waitresses, really. But James chapter 5, verse 7 through 12, understand this, that patience is not something that is just a us thing today, that even James takes and in his, his letter he writes, he's encouraging the process of waiting. Let's read his words today uh, as it kind of speaks about being patient and waiting. It says, uh, be patient then, I'll say brothers uh, and sisters, see until the Lord's coming. See how a farmer, what does they do? A farmer what? They, they wait. They wait for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, as in you also, be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. So he's encouraging us, be patient and wait. It says, don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. Uh, the judge is standing at the door, brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of what? In the face of suffering or hard times. Take the prophets who spoke the name of the Lord. As you know, it says, we count as a blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about in Job's life. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers and sisters, he says, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. Now, in this particular context, when it's talking about swearing, it says, let your yeses be yeses, your noes be noes, be a truthful person. That's what this word swearing is. Uh, all you need to say is simply yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. Father God, help us today to hear from your word, but not just be, just hear it, but God, apply it in the souls, the seeds of, in the souls of our hearts, so that God, we may learn the value, the blessing, and the reward in waiting and patience, God. Be with us, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. So many different things that I could talk about with waiting a day, and Here's the first thing I'm going to say to you, waiting, or patience, let's say patience, patience is not a spiritual gift. What is a spiritual gift? A spiritual gift is given by God in a supernatural way, and you just get it. But unfortunately, nowhere does it say that patience is a spiritual gift. No, patience is a fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience are some of the fruits of the Spirit, and patience is one of them. So that means patience is not a gift given to you, thrusted and hurled upon you, and one day you wake up and 
I'm patient. How many of you wish it was that way? Yeah, but it's not. No, it's a fruit. That means it has to grow. It has to be developed. It has to be matured. It has to be taken care of. It has to be monitored. It has to be at times pruned. And yet the result is the same. It is the fruit of the Spirit. So I want you guys to know this today. If you don't have patience and you're not a patient person, you're in good company. Because we're all trying to develop the fruit of patience. We're trying to grow. We're trying to develop in our lives. Some of you are just naturally, I would say, you just are a patient people. You're just patient. You're very kind. You're very sweet. And for that, that's amazing. For, for all the rest of us here, it's a challenge, right? It's a, it's a constant every day, dying to ourselves and waiting on God and what he wants to do in our life. So what I want to do today is I'm going to break down this into three kind of different um, things, uh, 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 statements I want to come at you. I want to talk about when should we be patient. Then I want to talk about why we should be patient. The last one is, what do I do while I wait on God? Okay, so the first thing is, is this. When should I be patient? When to be patient in life? Well, here's the first thing is, uh, be patient when circumstances are uncontrollable. I know some of you are out there, no, duh, Kevin. Patient when life's uncontrollable, you got to be patient. But understand this, James says in verse 7, be patient, then my brothers and sisters, the Lord's coming, because you need to consider what the farmer does to get a crop. Now, those of you who are raised farming, there's a lot of you in here who know farmers, or maybe you are a farmer, or maybe you know of farming. You know that farming, it's all about, doing the job of a farmer is all about patience. Because though you may be responsible to plant the seed, you have nothing to do with the ground, you have nothing to do with the weather. You have nothing to do with the sun. All you can do as a farmer is plant and wait. Wait for the crop to come in. And this is the process of patience. You plant in the, so so in the soil of your heart. You plant the seed and you sit back and you watch and you wait for God to make it grow. Listen, uncontrollable situations will happen every day in your life. You can't control what your boss does. You can't control, uh, at times, certainly what your kids do. You can't control what your spouse does. You can't control your cars and your vehicles and what they're going to, what's going to happen to them. You can't control a lot of things, but what you can control is your response to when those things come into your life. We think that when we worry, that will fix the situation. So what do we do? We worry about it. We fret about it. We think about it. We plan about it. Some of you who are really not patient, you think you got to help God out. You know who you are. I got to push God's hand a little bit. I got to make God. God's not moving in my time, so I'm going to nudge him. Uh... Um, 
I'm going to see what I can say to not get in trouble. Sometimes women of a, I'm, I'm sorry I said it already, women. I was going to say opposite sex of me, but it's the same thing, women. Uh, sometimes women think that if they can work a situation by saying certain things and make things happen, that they'll get their way. And so they kind of step in whenever maybe they shouldn't. And, and uh, Scripture speaks of, you know, nagging wife as a constant dripping. That's what Scripture says. I'm just repeating what it says. Um, so, uh, but men, honestly, we do the same thing. We try to control uh, the way things function, the way things operate. We try to manage things as well. And so we're both at fault about it. So when do we, uh, when are we to be patient when life is uncontrollable and circumstances are uncontrollable. The second thing is when people are unchangeable. Be patient when people are unchangeable. This is a big one. As an example, it says, of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. If you know anything about the scriptures, you know anything about the prophets in the Old Testament, uh, some of them preached for years and hours a day, and they walked through the city, and they preached, and they preached, and people hurled insults at them. They beat them, killed some of them, and yet they continued to preach and proclaim the truth. Why? Because even though people were unchangeable, they were patient because they believed that God would soon get a hold of their heart. The word patience comes from a very interesting Greek term. But I'm just going to summarize what it means. It actually, patience actually means long time spent in heat, in the heat of the fire. And so patience sometimes, when you're going through the thick of it, when you're going through hard times and you're trying to change, we always want to change people. Can I just help some of you out today? You cannot change anyone. You can't change your spouse you can't change your kids. You can't change your bosses. And everybody in the house who agree with me say, Amen. now do you really believe it? Because some of you are still trying to change them. You can't change them. We cannot change our kids. All we can do is help them be navigated through life. Only God changes our kids. And only God changes anyone that we want to see change. God, if we just... They just saw this. They just Listen, the, the, pro, the prophets were patient in the face of death. We must be patient. No, we can't change anybody. Only God can change them from the inside out. So we're patient when the circumstances are uncontrollable, chain, uh, when they're unchangeable. Third thing is when problems are unexplainable. We're patient when we just don't get it. We're patient like Job's perseverance. Job had everything taken from his life in a period of two days. Had all of his livestock, his house, his kids. The only thing that was left whenever Job was left standing after two days of destruction was a wife that all she did was tell him to give up and die. This is we we must have patience when problems do not make sense. When the phone call comes in and the doctor says you have three months to live, you are patient in the face of the unchangeable things that you can't do anything about. And you trust 
that though I cannot explain it, my faith is steady knowing that God will bring me through. So when are we patient? We're to be patient when circumstances are controllable, when people are unchangeable, when, uh, whenever, what's the last one, guys? When problems are unexplainable. So why be patient? Why are we patient? Well, the first one is very, very simple, and it is God is in control. We're patient because we know that God is in control. Be patient, stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. God is still in control. In these verses we just read, three times, James says, the Lord is coming, the Lord is coming, the Lord is coming. He's basically saying, listen, don't give up hope because your patience will lead to a greater victory than you ever will know in this life. There's nothing that's going to stop God because God is in control. You can rest assured without worry or fear that if God has you, he will bring you through the struggle, the challenge, the unexplainable place that you're in right now because God is in control. I've said this often. I'll say it again. It's not in your notes. You might want to write it down. God's delays never mean God's denials. Just because God may not do it now does not mean that God won't do it when. So be patient and remind yourself that God is in control. Second thought is this, why we're patient, is because God rewards patience. God rewards those of us who are patient. He blesses those who are patient. Verse 11a says, as you know, we considered blessed who have been persevered, who've persevered. If you're persevering, you're considered blessed. Job, second half of his life, ready for this? Second half of Job's life was more blessed than the first half. After he had lost everything, didn't think he'd go on. God blessed him more in his second half of life than the first half. Why? Because Job was patient and Job persevered. Matthew chapter 5, verse 11, 12 says, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for so persecuted they prophets which were before you. So Jesus is saying, listen, it's going to happen. You're going to be persecuted, but your rewards in the patience are great. God's, why are we patient? Because God is in control. We're patient because God rewards patience. The last one is this, because God is working all things out. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's working all things out. I think of, uh, whenever I think of this illustration, I think of Google Maps, or if you have a less inferior one, it'd be Apple Maps. I don't even know what it's called on Apple, but uh, I, think about, I think about maps, because what's interesting about maps is I can tell, I can tell it, hey, I want to go from here to there, and it will give me an overview of that, that, uh, that path, that route I'm supposed to take. But then whenever I begin to journey, it says it does a recenter where it zooms in on where you're at and you see just 
just a very small little glimpse of where you're going. Now, granted, you can zoom out. You can, I'm, I'm not talking about, but I'm saying this is what sometimes patience is. We want the Google full route map, and God says, no, no, no. You can only handle the vision, the center of where you're at, because if you see the big picture, you may not continue the journey. So be patient and allow me to direct your path. God is working all things out. It says, you've heard of Job's perseverance. You've seen what the Lord finally did in his life. I like that, what he finally brought about. Oh, man, that'll preach right there. Some of you feel like you've been in the middle of it for a long time. Some of you feel like you're going through it, and you feel like, I don't know if I can make it another day. Just listen to those words. The Lord finally brought it about. You may feel weary today. You may feel like you're struggling today. You don't know if you can go on. I'm here to tell you, be patient and trust that the Lord will finally bring it about if you just persevere and remain faithful like Job and you just hold on. Why? Because God is working it out. You don't need to know where the next turn is. You don't need to know the next highway. You just need to know I'm being faithful now, and I'm being patient, and I'm waiting on you, God. Just like the farmer puts it in the ground, covers it up, waters it, lets rain come, lets the sun come. The rest is done by the ground. He trusts that God's going to do what he needs to do with the seed that he planted. Some of you just need to trust that God is bringing you through little by little, step by step, little by little, step by step, one day at a time. For some of you, one hour at a time. Others of you, one doctor's visit at a time. Others of you in this place, one legal visit at a time. One, one courtroom visit at a time. I'm here to tell you, God is working things out. That is patience. Taking a breath and holding on, trusting that God is working things out. Philippians 2.13, it says, God is at work within you doing what only he can do. Romans 8, 28, we know that God works all things out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He's working all things out. Your finances, that you feel like you're drowning in right now. You feel like you don't know how you're going to meet next month's bill, how you're going to meet tomorrow's bill. You don't know how you're going to make it from one month to the next because there's so much more month than there is money. You don't know where you're going to go. You don't know how to get there. I'm here to tell you, first off, honor God with your resources. And then secondly, be patient and watch him do what only God can do. Don't know how? Just know he does. I'm a testimony of it. And everyone I know in my life is a testimony of it. Your relationship with your, with your spouse that's on the rocks. You don't know where it's going to go. You don't know how it's going to end. I'm here to tell you, pray, cry out to God, humble yourself, come before him, ask for forgiveness, make right what you need to make right. But then 
plant the seed, and trust that God will do what only God can do. This is why we're patient. We're patient because we have to let go of control so that God can do the miracle so he gets the glory and not us. You all hear that? Because when we get involved, we make a mess of things. And when we start trying to figure it out and we start to connect the dots and we say, well, if we do this and we do this, we, do, we find ourselves, first off, anxiety goes way up to the roof. Because why? We take control back over instead of releasing it to God. But we must understand that God is working all things out. So what are we supposed to do? Here's kind of the summary of today. What are we supposed to do? I talked about uh, when we should be patient. I talked about why we should be patient. Today, I want to, the final thought I want to give to you is, how do we wait? How are we supposed to be patient and wait while in the middle of our circumstances that we're going through? What are we supposed to do? Look at the farmer. And that's what I'm going to look at today to close this out. Look at the farmer. What does he do? First off, we must wait expectantly. Turn to your neighbor and say, wait expectantly. That... That expectation is energy. It's, it's exciting. That, that expectation is an attitude that says, I, I, I don't know what he's going to do, but I believe he's going to do something powerful. He's going to do something miraculous. I don't know how, because trust me, the circumstances look pretty grim that he could do anything. But, but I trust that God's in control. God's working things out, and I'm going to trust him. So I'm going to wait expectantly I say this uh, all the time about even on our Sunday morning services. I say the attitude of expectancy creates an atmosphere of experience. The attitude of expectancy, when you expect something, when you come to church and you expect something, it creates an attitude or an atmosphere where you experience God or God says something to you in a great way. When you come into church and you're just kind of like lackadaisical, half asleep, rubbing the sleep out of your eye, you're like, all right, I'm here, move me. You'll never get moved. But when you come in ready for expectant things to happen, it always comes through because God meets us at the point of our expectancy. Uh, Psalm 130, verse 5, it says, I wait expectantly, trusting God to help, for he has promised to do so. The Bible says, according to your faith, what you believe, it will be done. Now, I want you to understand that I'm not a name it, claim it kind of pastor at all. I don't believe that uh, it's God's will for every Christian to have a million dollars or that you should be driving fancy cars or anything like that. I believe if you're blessed that and you're honoring God, praise God for it. Awesome. You know, do it. But I do believe that God wants the best for his kids. And if we honor him, we listen to him, we respect him, we wisely do our lives, he will give us great things. But we have to wait at times in our life expectantly for him to do it. We have to ask him, pray, God, what is it I'm to do? Then we stop praying, we shut up, and we listen. deafening. 
we present our needs to God, and then we shut up and we listen, and God always speaks. Sometimes it's not what we want to hear. Sometimes it's painful. But when we wait patiently, we believe that God wants the best for us, and God will bring it through. We wait expectantly. Jesus waited 30 years. Think about that. Jesus Christ himself was being prepared and being groomed and being taught and being discipled and God developing and raising him up. Not until he was 30 did he step out and do what God called him to do. Patiently, he was being taught and trained and groomed to do what God called him to do. Now, when he did, he set the world on fire. But let me tell you something. The Son of God, 30 years waiting, at some point, I'm sure Jesus was like, hey, come on, why am I here? It's been, it's been 25 years. What am I doing? But Jesus, instead of going down the flesh path that we would go down, he waited patiently and says, all right, not my will be done, but yours will be done. Same goes for his final moments here on earth. What did he say in the garden? Father, not my will, but your will be done. So I will wait patiently for you to deliver me from the pain that I'm about to go through. He waited patiently. The second thing is, and this leads to what I just said just a few minutes ago, not only do we wait, patient, or wait expectantly, we wait quietly. Wait quietly for God to move. Don't grumble against each other, James says, or you will be judged. It's hard to be quiet. It's hard to settle down. But God calls us to a places of quiet moments. We just can be peaceful and patient before him. And let him work it out. That would encourage, that, that would encourage me to, to say to you, some of you, stop making phone calls to people trying to get their advice. You've got enough advice. It's time to be quiet and listen. Wait quietly for God. Others of you, stop looking for uh, an answer on social media or through some blog out there and some, some vlog that you want to look up that's going to give you an answer that you already know needs to come from God. Now, does God use those formats and use those modes? I, absolutely. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying before you go there, wait quietly and allow him to speak to you so that you can hear from his directions. Lamentations 3.26. never read much out of Lamentations. It's not one of those books that are really exciting to read out of, but here's what it says. It is what? It is good to... Wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good. It is good to wait. It's a good thing. And as you wait, he'll meet you at the point of your quietness. So wait expectantly, wait quietly. And last one is wait confidently. Wait confidently with confidence knowing like Job did. He said these words, I will never curse God. Though everything's been taken away from me, I will never curse God because he is my everything. And when you wait with that confidence, no matter what comes against you, you know that God has you. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him to act on your behalf. During uncontrollable circumstances, be patient for him to wait. 
uh, during situations of financial struggle, be patient. Long-term illnesses, be patient and wait. Watch what God can do. When someone won't change, your kids, your spouse, your job, whatever it is, when it won't change because you think it should be this way, you need to just be patient, be, uh, be, uh, wait expectantly, wait quietly, and wait confidently because God is in control. God is in control. Nothing is beyond his power. Nothing that you face is too great that God cannot meet you at. Be patient and wait. Bow your heads with me today. Father God, help us today. to develop the fruit of patience. <laughs> oh, it's hard, Lord. It's hard because the patience comes at the expense of persecution or pain or suffering. So Lord, would you right now, those in this room, I just feel like there's those in this room who are just so anxious, they're so um, stirred. God, they, they want something. They wanted it yesterday, and yet it hasn't happened. Some here today, God, need a financial miracle. Others in this place need a relationship miracle. So others in this place, God, need a healing in their body. And they're, they're trying to figure out how to wait patiently while they're suffering, God. Still others, God, a single individuals in this place today that are looking for someone to love them back and love them, God, and they feel so impatient, they feel so discouraged, and yet, God, I would encourage them, wait expectantly, quietly, and confidently. God, we wait because we know that, God, you're in control, and if you're in control, nothing is impossible for you as long as we wait in your presence. So, God, we pray, cry out to you, and then we're still listen and we wait so God in this moment in time would you just teach us teach us how to develop the fruit of patience God we need you so dearly God to be our patience to be our strength Amen. 
as I pour out my heart these things I remember you are faithful God forever right now if you are in the middle of a waiting moment you're in the middle of looking for answers in the middle of God speaking you don't really know what God is doing maybe you need a healing or financial miracle or a job situation or a relationship would you lift your hands all across this place lift them up to believe in the one who is working all things out according to your according to your blessing according to you because he loves you cares for you so God our father God we raise our hands today in this place. We raise our hands to the one who we believe no matter what, you're faithful, God. Even though it may not turn out the way that we think or it may not happen the the timing that we think it should happen, God, ultimately we will trust you because you are faithful and you love us and you care for us, God. So Lord, no matter what this week holds, teach us how to develop perseverance, how to develop patience. Teach us how to persevere no matter what the circumstances around us. God, teach us that you don't give us patience, but you put us in situations where patience begins to grow. So God, help us every day to be patient, to wait expectantly, to wait quietly, to wait confidently, knowing that you're a faithful God. And I lift my hands to believe again. Come on. You are my refuge. You are my strength. As I pour out my heart, these things I remember. You are faithful, God, forever. God, go with us right now. Let us always be reminded you are faithful we can have patience waiting on you in Jesus name and everybody said God bless you guys have a great day you've been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk Iowa with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle for more information about service times and activities visit our website crossviewkeokuk.com